like I'm choosing me and it's actually like the least selfish thing you can do right. because by choosing yourself you are in turn letting others voluntarily evolve mm-hmm. hi I'm Hannah Jane and I'm Sierra and this is detached We're two women in our mid-twenties who have a lot to say about literally everything. We try to focus on what we have learned through our emotional and spiritual growth. We're here to have open, vulnerable, and sometimes pretty hard conversations with each other. Just a reminder, we don't speak for any 12-step programs. All we have are our own stories to share. We are so excited to go on this journey with you all. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Detached. This is episode three. We're so excited to have you guys here. Yeah, third week. Here we go again. (laughs) Let's just jump right in. I think we have a really exciting topic. Yeah, we have a little bit more of like a a brighter topic this week. Not not so hard, um, (laughs) which is always nice. Um, Hannah Jane and I are recording this on January 2nd, so yeah. happy New Year's um, to everybody, even though this will be the third week in. <laughs> Still happy New Year's, though, so we're going to kind of focus on New Year's resolutions and sort of, like, what life looks like right now in, like, you know, a positive sense, and then also what we're looking forward to in this year. Yeah, I think resolutions... I've always, truthfully, I thought resolutions were super stupid Mm because I'm just like, oh, yay, another thing that I'm going to promise myself that's just going to be another (laughs) letdown. But this year feels really different. I feel like I'm going into it with the idea that like the resolution is less of something. It's like less of a promise to myself and more of, you know, okay, what actions can I take to make myself feel as good as I can? Mm -hmm. Um, I think this year has been, or 2022 has been a year of healing, of crying, (laughs) confusion. I just, it's been, it's been a year, man. Right. Um, So I'm super excited to go into 2023 with the mindset of just of health in all the meanings that that word means. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm super excited. It's going to be cool. Good. Yeah, I feel like this year, um, like 2022, has felt not... It, it's been so challenging, but like it hasn't felt... And I have like... Okay, so you know how after 2020 was over, everybody was like, that was a dumpster fire of a year. (laughs) And everybody was like very, very done with it. And maybe people feel differently, but I feel like the energy of this past year like has been so much growth overall. Like there's just been a lot of like hard stuff and challenges, but like it's been overall like a really like progress forward year in my opinion. That's Um, awesome. Yeah, and so I think going into this year, into 2023, like... I'm just, like, I have such an attitude of, like, I can handle whatever that comes my way, you know, anything. That's super great. And also, I think 2022 has been the year for me of, like, neurological rest. Mm. If that (laughs) makes sense. Such an intense phrase. (laughs) Right? Yes, yes. You know, I feel that the years before have been so chaotic I've been in constant fight or flight 
that mm-hmm. 2022 has been the year of catching up on restful sleep. Right, right. And I think for me, it's been challenging because rest is something that I don't give myself enough of, in my opinion. I feel like I like to do so many things. I'm like, oh, I want to go, 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 go. And when I'm sleeping or when I'm resting, I'm like, oh, I'm being lazy. Like, this isn't healthy. But 2022 has been really helpful in kind of restructuring that thought for myself and been like, oh my God, sleeping and resting and kind of getting into this neurological calm Mm. that I haven't felt ever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Mm. So I'm really excited to see what 2023 brings right for for me for the people around me for this podcast for everyone that we you know that we have here supporting us which is awesome Mm -hmm. um but yeah i guess we can i guess sierra yes what are some quote-unquote tangible new year's resolutions that you have for 2023 because i know that I feel like when someone's like what are your resolutions i'm Mm. like uh uh, what do you mean (laughs) yeah Yeah, um, I think, so when I wrote mine down yesterday, I called them 2023 resolutions and manifestations. I love that. So not just like, you know, goals or whatever that like gives me anxiety that maybe I'm not going to fulfill them, but like also manifestations of like things that I want to see come out of this year. So not necessarily just like, oh, I want to lose, you know, 50 pounds or whatever, like, But also, you know, like success with the podcast and things like that. Um, So for me, sort of like health focused, um, really reining that in. I've like made priority uh, exercise a priority um, in the past six months. So keeping that going. Um, I think another thing that's super important for me is also like money wise I get so stressed out about it so that's another thing being smart with money but not like letting it become anxiety inducing um so yeah those are just a few things but I think really just manifesting and sort of creating like a vision for what I want out of this year and I think 2022 was a lot of personal growth like a lot of really hard challenges and um you know, focusing on how to move through those things, focusing on what's super important in my life and what I like doing, finding all the things I like doing again. Um, And I think this year, sort of the goal is to just be like, be in action, you know, be moving forward and actually just doing like what I say I'm going to do, what I want to do and really focusing on those things and accomplishing them. Um, so yeah, what about, what about you? (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I think, so the word that I'm bringing into 2023 is consistency. Mm. And I think that's a very general kind of overview of what I want 2023 to look like. But I, I am someone where when I'm in a routine, I, I thrive. I feel so healthy. I feel, I just... I feel like in 2023, I'm chasing the feeling of routine and happiness and love. I, 
2022 was really hard for me in a lot of ways because I got into a very healthy relationship, which was incredible, but kind of transforming into that from my fight or flight constant life that was, I feel very confused in a lot of ways. So I feel like 2022 has been the year of navigating what a healthy relationship should look like and how I, as someone who has been very traumatized, can show up and be healthy in that relationship too. So that's doing work on myself. That's, you know, going, going to my meetings, going to my therapist, you know, just sweating. Oh my God. Sweating (laughs) has been so helpful Mm -hmm. for my mental health in general, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like for you, whatever kind of exercise I am such a proponent that sweat is such it's the um, endorphins are amazing it's amazing so I think 2023 I really want to focus on consistency in eating intuitively and nourishing Mm. my body Mm -hmm. my mind you know continuing doing the work on myself in therapy continuing um healthy communication because that's something that I continually need to work on I think I'm somewhat I shut down Mm. like when when there's a communicative moment I feel like I just my walls come up and I I, my my mind goes blank I'm like oh can't talk can't figure anything out um so I I'm really excited to continue my healing journey which I think happens for the rest of my life which is awesome and I can't Mm wait um but yeah I'm I also understand that, you know, I hate the saying that's like, new year, new me. And Mm. it's like, new year, continual Mm. (laughs) self-growth. Yes, I love that. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Um, But New Year's resolutions have always been, I guess, a little, like, icky to me. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, in one day you're going to change everything that you don't like. Right. Which is literally such a wild thing to think. But I think that with a new year comes you know, all of the lessons that you've learned in the last year. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, reflecting on your last year's like resolutions, if you've had them, what have you accomplished? What would you like to work on? Also like giving myself grace Mm -hmm. just in every aspect of my life, you know, like being able to zone out and watch an episode Mm -hmm. of whatever I want and not feel like, oh, I could have been doing something better, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that moment, that episode was really helpful. Right. You and I are so similar in that sense because, like, I I get anxiety by not doing anything. And I think, you know, that's kind of the way I was raised. My mom's the same way. Like, it's just always – there's always something to be done. And, like, I love that about me. Like, I'm very proactive. But, like, when I'm not feeling super motivated and, like, not – I, like, get anxious about it. Um, so that's something, like, I think you said – to be really uh reflective of progress you know like we've said a million times progress not perfection but but like being really reflective of that I think in past years for me every (laughs) single year my number one resolution was to drink less and I never achieved that obviously (laughs) (laughs) never worked that was literally I I would write it down and I'd like 
I outline exactly how I'm going to do that. Like, you know, I'm going to only drink X amount when I go out. I'm not going to, I'm only going to go out X amount of days a week. Like, it's just crazy how hard I try. (laughs) And so I think, you know, resolutions in the past have sort of just been like, ugh, like, you know, I know I'm not going to do all these things. And so I think going into this new year, like I had a little bit of anxiety about writing down my resolutions and that's why I kind of like waited to do it until the first and not, you know, on the 31st, but it feels sort of like, okay, like I've had a lot of progress, a lot of good stuff, a lot of growth this past year. And how can I continue that forward? What other actions and what other steps can I take in this upcoming new year to continue that versus just like, I'm going to drink less. Like, I'm going to somehow find a way to do this, even though, you know, a fun fact, it's not possible for me. I have to not drink at all. So, yes, that is that is where I'm at. <laughs> I love that. Um, I also, I liked your kind of, you mentioned that not writing your resolution down till the first. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't write mine down until mm-hmm. the first either because I was like, I don't know. It, some there, there was some anxiety for me around going into like another year. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get a little, a little, a little depressed, maybe yeah. like the month of December because you know I live so far from my family. Right. Um, I don't usually go home for the holidays because travel is the worst, as I think <laughs> everyone this year can it relate is. to. Um, so you know, kind of not being around mm-hmm. my family was really hard, but then being around my partner's family really filled my cup and that was really con- like that was amazing mm-hmm. and i i didn't feel as sad this year as i think i felt in the past because i was around so much love and warmth mm-hmm. um but also i'm i'm genuinely excited for 2023 i think that i just there's a i just have this feeling that i can't put into words that's really exciting and positive and I'm just I'm ready for it you know Mm -hmm. I feel energized and motivated in um indefinitely sweating and communicating and you know just giving my little doggy the best life she can Mm -hmm. possibly have Um, my little June bug (laughs) so 2023 is I think gonna be a really cool year but I think I, I feel like this is going to be really annoying, but I feel like 2023 is really going to be thriving and not just surviving. Mm-hmm. And I felt that 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. and half of 2022 was very much surviving. And right. I'm, I'm excited to be present in my life again. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there have been moments where I really detach, if we will, <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be with people that I love, to attract people I love, um, and just to, you know, refine what brings me the most joy in my life. Um, but I guess, how have you been how did you move from surviving to thriving? I mean, I know that we don't thrive every single day, but you know, that kind of mind shift. Right. Yeah. No, I think it's so much about perspective. Um, so for me, I think the whole first year of my recovery was surviving as a lot of people do, you know, you're trying to learn how to be a person again. Um, 
and not be relying on any sort of substances to make it through. So for me, the first year was a lot of surviving. Um, and then, and a lot of relearning. Um, and then 2020 happened, which I know it was a really hard year for a lot of people, including myself, but there also was such a shift for me because, um, I was stuck at home with like nothing to do. I couldn't go to work. Like it got really, I had two weeks of where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to explode. Like, I'm going to rip my hair out. I cannot sit here for any longer and not do anything. Um, So I finally, like, decided maybe I should try gardening, (laughs) which I know sounds so silly, but I was like, I should, and I was living in California at the time, so it was easy to garden any time of the year. So I started gardening, and oh my gosh, I found so much joy in gardening. It was so fun, and like, getting to watch the process of like growing my own food and all of that made me want to learn how to cook as well and like cook the food that I was growing. So that was really cool. And I, you know, was living at home with my mom and brother. And so that was really fun to sort of learn how to cook with my brother too and my mom. And it was, it was such a good thing. And I sort of realized like, oh my gosh, like there's actual interests that I can have in life that aren't surrounded around drinking and like the past you know eight years my whole being has existed around you know anything having to do with alcohol you know so it was really cool to be able to like find that thing that brought me joy and um, be able to do that and so that was where I really sort of shifted and like was able to you know fall into that place of like doing things that brought me you know, joy every day. So that's sort of where it started. Um, and then I think there's, you know, it it comes in waves for sure, but that was really like a pivotal point for me where I was like, Whoa, like I can thrive. Like it doesn't have to be so hard all the time. I just need to like put my energy into, you know, doing things that make me really happy. So what about you? I love that. Yeah. I, so (laughs) COVID started out for me in a very interesting way because Mm. I was living in Boulder and then I got accepted to grad school. So I went down um, to, you know, to Arizona where I was going to school at the time and three months in it was like, oh, COVID, everyone Mm. go home or, you know, this is moving online. Um, We can't, can't meet in person. And that's kind of when... I would say the true surviving started. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was, my situation at the time, I, it was very, it was hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in fight or flight for a really long time. I felt continually anxious, continually scared. Um, and I felt really numb. You know, I, I didn't really feel awake. I don't know if that makes sense, mm-hmm. but I felt really fatigued. I felt sick. I felt just stressed out and so anxious. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to Denver. Um, I started my own recovery, and that's kind of when I started. I think I wasn't I wasn't thriving yet, mm-hmm. but I was refinding myself I was trying to figure out who I was again um 
and what brought me joy, what, what brought like, something that's huge for me is laughter. Mm. And I know when I have a gut, like a guttural laugh, that is when I am like at my (laughs) happiest. And I feel like I hadn't heard that in a really long Mm. time. So I think the first time that I heard that after I started recovery and started kind of like letting all of my unhealthy boundaries, I felt like I had a lot of unhealthy boundaries because it was like, I just have to literally block every single thing out of my life to keep myself safe. Mm. And when I started letting other people in who I trusted, I was able to find that guttural laugh again Mm. (laughs) and that that's when I started to thrive I think is when oh I'm gonna cry because like that laugh is so oh it's just it's one of those things that brings me true joy in my life is like is that laughter that you can't it's like when you hear it you immediately get goosebumps (laughs) and just want to give yourself a (laughs) hug um and I think that was the start of of thriving and really understanding how important it is to let beautiful people into your life and to let healthy relationships thrive Mm -hmm. and to really foster all of that love you know Mm -hmm. and I'm just I'm so thankful that I'm here now you know I think that I think depression and anxiety is so overwhelming and you feel so alone when you're in that and to be able to have the resources that I have had throughout my life um, to be where I am today, I am like forever thankful. And I just, I think that, you know, from I would say about maybe April of 2022 is when I really felt like me again. Mm -hmm. And I'm just so thankful to have her back. love that that's amazing yeah I think you know you've come so far obviously incredible (laughs) yeah um I was gonna say too so just so that the listeners understand like what and you don't have to go into detail because I know it can be painful but like what situation were you in where you were surviving like what was that and also um, you said your recovery too. And I recently got asked by something, somebody who joined Al-Anon, they were like, can I, can I still drink if I'm in Al-Anon? So I just want you to talk about that a little bit. Cause I know you still drink and you know, you are in Al-Anon. So I want people to understand like the difference of like your recovery and like, you know, my recovery. Yeah. So I still drink, but I, I like many others have loved ones in my life that or alcoholics and so my program is about putting me first is about you know helping myself with understanding that I am not a magician I cannot um, fix anyone else's disease and I need to focus on my own which is really so I when I say like I'm focused on my recovery is I am actively recovering from being a people pleaser, mm-hmm. from being um, from being the therapist, from taking on everything, from taking on literally everything mm-hmm. and being like, well, it's my problem to fix and understanding that, you know, there is help out there. Um, there is there is support that you didn't know that you had and 
it's at your fingertips if you want it. It comes in a lot of different forms. I think my recovery comes from going to my Al-Anon meetings. It's from meeting with my therapist. It's from doing EMDR for years, Mm -hmm. you know, to help with trauma. I think recovery is such a broad term. And I think that we've Mm -hmm. talked about this before, but, you know, recovery doesn't mean just, it doesn't mean just one thing. Mm -hmm. Um, It means a lot, you know, like, I know that I'm practicing my recovery when I'm going to go to acupuncture, when I'm going to journal, when I'm going to choose me first that day. Um, But yeah, so just to go back to my situation, I was in a household with an active alcoholic and it was a mutual decision that um, that wasn't working out and I needed to leave and, you know, they needed to go their own way. Um, But this podcast isn't about that. It's about how we've used, or how I personally have used recovery to to put myself first mm. and to ensure that I feel like when I say the word help, I have like a distorted I've had a distorted view of it because I've been like, oh, I really have to help this person. It's like, oh, do I have to help this person? Does this person need help? what it's I feel like my recovery continually helps me evolve with how I understand what I quote unquote need to do Mm -hmm. like where do my responsibilities lie where you know where where do where am I going too far um so I think yeah I think it's a continual process right you know yeah I know exactly um And I think, like, what you said, like, recovery is so much about, it can mean so many different things, and it's, it's so much about putting yourself first. Um, And not in a selfish way, I think, I think when I was kind of first thinking about recovery in my, you know, for me, um, I was like, oh god, am I like am I being selfish like I'm Mm -hmm. choosing me and it's actually like the least selfish thing you can do because by choosing yourself you are in turn letting others voluntarily evolve Mm -hmm. right yeah no and you like can't pour from an empty cup right so if if all of your energy is being put into trying to help somebody or something that's like out of your control it's like Mm -hmm. all of your energy is going into that and you can't show up for yourself or show up for other people in positive ways. Um, But also, also someone who, you know, I was, who's been around alcoholism their entire lives. I am very hyper aware of drinking in general. So Mm -hmm. I do drink, you Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's not a secret. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm very aware of it, which can be really hard sometimes. You know, you like go to a bar and you're like, wow, everyone here is an alcoholic. (laughs) Like everyone needs help. So it's like, you know, trying, trying to like, I mean, it's just weird, Mm -hmm. truthfully, you know, I feel like I go out and I get stressed out. I like physically get stressed out because I'm like, oh God, like Mm -hmm. if only they knew. Mm -hmm. um, But that's not, that's not on me. Mm -hmm. I do not have to take on everyone else's burden. Like that's not my responsibility and I am there to have my own time and I you know it's just so I think 
especially like for New Year's, you know, mm. like New Year's is so biggest drinking holiday biggest of the year. Holiday. <laughs> so in the past, I've always been so anxious around New Year's because I'm like, oh God, everyone's going to get freaking wasted. Like I'm super scared. And this was the first year where I like, I felt super safe mm-hmm. during my New Year's, which is not a feeling that I've ever felt before. Mm-hmm. So it was really exciting to have that feeling. I got to, you know, we got home at 1140, got to bring in the new year with my little <laughs> dog. So that was perfect for me. Um, so, you know, I think that with with my recovery, my anxiety has gone down mm-hmm. in an insane, um, like an insane way. I feel that living in fight or flight, you don't feel calm mm-hmm. at all. Right. And since I've been on my recovery journey, I have felt that I am able to breathe, mm-hmm. you know, I'm able to take a deep breath and actually feel connected to my body. Um, so that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I think it's such like, like you said, like being able to breathe <laughs> is very important. And a lot of times when you're, you know, in a place of survival mode, like you just, you almost forget to breathe. Um, so for me, I feel like when I I moved back here from California, um, and it was actually still in 2020, but it was like the end of 2020. After a little while, like I fell back into that mode of surviving rather than thriving. And um, that was like, I got very disconnected from my own recovery. Um, I was still sober, but you know, I, I wasn't doing any of those things. Like I didn't have any plants. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have a garden. Like I didn't have like any of those things really that were like bringing me joy. And, um, you know, I was in a very codependent relationship and not, not to put like any blame on the relationship, but it was, you know, I got into a place where my whole world became about trying to take care of this person and um, sort of like stopped taking care of myself. And um, there was some good things too, you know, like in that relationship, going back and reflecting, like I really got to learn what it's like to be really like just loved fully and like having somebody compliment me and make me feel really good about myself like I had never experienced that so that was really good but I really did lose myself a lot in that relationship and so um you know getting myself out of that situation like living on my own again it's been a really cool process of once again finding like ways to thrive rather than just survive and things that bring me joy and you know back to having a million plants and cooking and everything again and so that has been really cool to see and sort of like how you know my life has evolved and my recovery has evolved over time and stuff and just all the cool lessons I continue to learn you know I I really loved that you said that I thought it was interesting how you said that you were disconnected from your recovery and then kind of you know reconnecting you know like having plants again Mm -hmm. I know you've seen me cry (laughs) watering my plants you know so I think that when I say recovery I don't mean one thing Mm -hmm. you know right um 
I mean a lot of little things. And I, my mom actually gave me this watering can for Christmas. And when you pour it, it just, the way it comes out the first time (laughs) I did it, I was like, this is, this is an emotional experience because my plants are my babies, (laughs) you know, yeah, they are a part of me. And I think that's sometimes really hard when they die. Mm -hmm. I had a cactus die maybe like a year ago and I still am grieving that. (laughs) Like, (laughs) It hurts. It really hurts. It does. But in like, in a more serious way, I think that, you know, recovery is such a broad term because I do so many things every single day Mm -hmm. that help me recover. Mm -hmm. If it's, you know, waking up in the morning and reading five pages of a book, Mm -hmm. you know, journaling, manifesting, talking to someone that I love for Mm -hmm. five minutes, that's, those are all things that I didn't do Mm -hmm. before, you know, and kind of in the same kind of vein of consistency, doing all of those things to help further my own recovery and bring me joy, bring me happiness, bring me calm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Going back to the plants thing, <laughs> I just, God, I could talk about plants for a long time. But no, going back to the plants thing, I think um, I saw something one time, somebody said like, you know, you can't really be depressed if you have to take care of your plants. <laughs> So, which I love because like, like that's part of my daily routine is I check all my plants. I see if they need watering. I see if there's any yellow leaves and I pull them off. I dust their leaves, you know, all that sort of stuff. And I think having something like that, it just requires you to be so present and like, you're just there with the plants. Yeah, yes. Like you're literally just there and you're like, oh my gosh, like I have these things that I have to care for. And like, they're an extension of me. Like if my plants are doing good for the most part, sometimes they're just like really difficult and they just die on you. But for the most part, if my plants are doing good, like that means I'm doing good because I am like there and I'm present for them. Like they're holding me accountable. (laughs) Like truly. And I am a reflection of my plant. Exactly. (laughs) No, truly. And like Hannah Jane and I both, um, we each have a plant (laughs) that we consider, that we consider to be like our like metaphor (gasps) plants. (laughs) Yeah. Let's call them metaphor plants. So I'll I'll let you tell about your, your fiddle leaf. this fiddle leaf and it was a home depot find and when it came into my hands there was one leaf it was a twig and it was really sad and let me tell you that fiddle leaf is absolutely thriving today she's like two feet tall amazing and it really that I'm gonna cry again. Oh my oh. god! That fiddle leaf represents resilience mm-hmm. and growth, mm-hmm. and it has been with me since the beginning of my recovery. Which, if that thing that I can't, I can't <laughs> handle that one. No, I'm kidding. But it really shows me that when when you nurture something and when you care for something, it really can thrive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What absolutely. about yours? So I have a lemon tree that um, I grew from a seed, which I'm so proud of because a lot of people say that's like impossible to do. It's from a grocery store lemons. (laughs) 
so I I literally like just on a whim just took this seed out <laughs> of a lemon and this was you know when I was living in my old house and I was like starting to sort of be like okay like maybe I need to figure out like like I'm very unhappy like is this where I should be and that seed was planted in my head <laughs> that I should reconsider and like figure out what I really want in my life. So anyways, um, my little lemon tree grew from a seed and I've like repotted it a couple times because it keeps getting bigger and bigger. And now it's about six inches tall, which I know sounds small, but lemon trees take like five years to get like become mature. She's so still growing. So she's still growing. She puts out new leaves all the time and it's been so cool to watch. It's grow she has moved with me three times now. Resilient. So yeah, and she lived in a basement with no light for like three months. So yes, she is a resilient queen and we are and just it's so cool that we both have these like resilience plants. Um, I remember, so. I remember the first time you came over and you complimented that yeah. fiddle leaf, and I was like, oh, "You would have never, you you would have never it. know." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's just it's really cool to not only see that growth within myself, but literally to see it with right, my plants right. because. I remember when I first got that fiddle leaf, I was like, damn, this thing is on its last leg. Mm. And to see her now, to walk into my apartment and feel so much joy Mm -hmm. seeing my plants, Mm -hmm. truthfully, like I love seeing that green. You know, there's something, there's something that like absolutely just lights up my heart and my eyes Mm -hmm. when I see that. Right. right. (laughs) Oh God. Um, I just hit the microphone. Um, it's just so beautiful. Right. And I really, really do love that. And I think it's so cool that we have our kind of healing plans that have been through it with us, you know? I know. Yeah. Oh. I think one thing I love that you said was like when you walk in your door and you get so excited to like see your plants and especially that fiddle leaf. Um, I was talking to somebody recently and um, she was telling me about, you know, some relationship like struggles and stuff. And I, she was considering moving out and I said to her, um, I'm like, how do you feel when you walk in the door each day? And she was like, I feel so much anxiety. I hate being there. And I was like, well, there's your answer. Like part of thriving is having a safe space, having a safe home, like having somewhere where you feel like you're so at peace. Oh my God. And that is what I think you know, I know you and I have both experienced, you know, being like where we each currently live, like there is so much peace. And I didn't realize how much I was like missing that. And, and a huge, a huge part of the process of me moving out and making that decision was like, every day that I walked in, I didn't know what I was going to walk into. And I had so much anxiety just opening that front door because I had no clue you know, what was going to happen. And it was, it felt like such an unsafe space. And I just didn't know like when the ball was going to drop and like what was going to happen, what, you know, I would have to like jump into action and deal with next. And I don't feel like that when I walk, like walk in the door anymore. I I see my cat and it's like, I see all my plants and it's just, (laughs) it's like so exciting and so peaceful. And it's just, yeah, I think that is so important, you know? I think, that feeling like oh my god I as you know I know that feeling Mm -hmm. and 
it's so nice to be able to walk into my house and see my little dog and see her mm-hmm. little butt wagon and my plants <laughs> and it's just it's really the safe feeling mm-hmm. and there's something so grounding about having your space and I just want to say that both Sierra and I understand the financial struggle mm-hmm. of yes. moving and living alone and it's not easy I'll tell you that right now mm-hmm. like each month it's mm-hmm. Right. It's hard, you know. I don't make a hundred bajillion thousand dollars a year, <laughs> I wish. But, you know, I don't. But I also know that my peace of mind and my safety is worth a thousand, like, fold. It's priceless. It's priceless. And I think that, you know, we're both in situations where we have loved ones and we are privileged to have a community of people who do stand beside us. And, you know, like, not everyone has that. But I think it's really important to recognize that, there is a support system out there if you are struggling through something and you do need support like mm-hmm. you know you will find a community right. you know you can find that community and I think that has that was really really helpful for me moving out mm-hmm. um for my situation I think you know it was a very mutual decision of like all right maybe having my own space is something that is needed and I was really stressed out about it financially I was like I don't know if I can make this work and you know, two years mm-hmm. later, I'm making it work, right. you know, and it's the best decision that I've ever made. And I'm so thankful for not only living alone, but um, like just having my own space where I can literally do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, exactly. So many good, th- I'm like, oh, I think of so many good things. So yeah. one thing, one example I want to talk about is so when I first made the decision to move out I you know it was really challenging and I ended up living in I won't go into too many of the details (laughs) (laughs) but I ended up living in renting out this basement from this woman and um let's just say it was an absolute nightmare It was, it was like exactly it, what you needed. It almost. was ex- so it was exactly what I needed, but so it was it was so challenging. But yes, and but the <laughs> there was it was like infested with spiders, and I am extremely <laughs> arachnophobic. <laughs> and um, this this woman just said it was going to be a lot different than it actually was. So, but the amazing thing is that I've been able to reflect and realize that's exactly what I needed at the time because I, you know, I was processing the grief of like a relationship ending and everything. Had I been comfortable (laughs) where I was living, I totally would have isolated myself and would have just stayed home and not like having a place where I was not comfortable forced me to go out and say yes to doing things, to be around friends, to like just do things to get me out of the house, which like I was barely home, which I'm a homebody. So that was like hard for me (laughs) to do. But, but when you hate living home, yeah, exactly. So it really just, it was so challenging too. I do want to say like, it was so challenging because I was so uncomfortable in my home before moving into a new place that felt It wasn't unsafe, but it did not feel good and did not feel comfortable. But it was exactly what I needed. And then, um, you know, me and this this, uh, landlord lady basically mutually decided that I was going to terminate the lease early. So I was only there three months and... I had 30 days to find somewhere to live and was pretty stressed out about it, but I was I was taking action. I wasn't just sitting like being anxious about it. I was looking everywhere. I was reaching out to friends. I was trying to see like 
what can I do here? What connections can I make? Like, I'm going to figure this out. Like, I know I'm going to figure it out. You know, I've gotten through each step. Like, I'm exactly where I need to be. Like, I'm going to find a really good place where I feel comfortable that I can afford. And um, so I ended up, like, talking to my sponsor about it because I was like, God, like, I'm so stressed. Like, I just can't, I can't seem to find anywhere. Like, I've got five days until this lease ends and I've got to go somewhere. And she was like, well, do you have like a backup? Like what's your backup plan? And I'm like, yeah, like three people have offered for me to stay with them. I'm like, but then what do I do with all my stuff? She's like, you put it in storage and you'll make it work. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, it's not really what I want to do, but, and she's like, but you're not going to be homeless. Like you're going to have somewhere to go you're you're gonna be okay no matter what and I was like huh okay yeah you're right and she's like so what exactly I know you're like looking for apartments and stuff but what are you doing to like be of service to other people and I was like oh nothing (laughs) and I was like wow that was so eye-opening because like when I'm so stuck in my own head in anxiety like not knowing what to do like such a good next step is just going and like doing something for somebody else and trying to figure out how I can help. And so that's exactly what I did. I ended up going and helping a friend with something. And what do you know, three days later, I found the perfect apartment and this space is just, I am every day I wake up and I'm so grateful for it. And it is definitely expensive, but I'm like, you know what? The universe brought me here for a reason. And this is exactly where I need to be. And I know even if it's tight, like I'm going to make it work because I'm here for a reason, you know? So I just, I also just want to say that time that you were living there (laughs) is I feel like when, when we, I feel like we, we connected before Mm -hmm. that, but that time is when we really started having really cool conversations. You were coming over a time. All the time. <laughs> yeah, literally all the time. You were like, I don't want to be home. I was like, we'll come over. Um, so, you know, even though that time was really stressful for you, I feel like, you know, I'm forever grateful for it because it helped mm-hmm. us really, mm-hmm. you know, start start having these conversations that we right. didn't think were, we thought it was like, oh, we're just having like a casual conversation. Yeah. We're like, actually like this is really helpful yeah. you know so I think we both started to learn a lot more about ourselves and each other through mm-hmm. those three months which I felt like way longer than that <laughs> yeah I know me too <laughs> so that's crazy mm-hmm. but yeah no I it's it's pretty incredible being in you know a space where you feel so emotionally safe mm-hmm. you know right um and I am I'm so forever grateful for you know being able to be in my own space right and I think too like when you are in a safe space like this like you have somewhere to come home to and like you said I know not everybody like is fortunate enough to experience that um but when you do have a space to come home to that's like peaceful and safe um it really just opens the door for so much more. Like it gives you a space to be able to like, just like journal and decide what you want to do and like find those little joys and be able to like put your energy into positive things. And I feel like I I truly feel like when we are 
living in that sort of space of like being positive and being able to create and stuff like that goes back into the universe like that energy we're putting out is like good for the people around us so like not only does making a decision a hard decision to like get yourself into a different space like good for you but it's also good because you're putting that energy back like when I go have an interaction with the cashier if I'm in a good mood and I'm like feeling light and good like that rubs off on that person as well whereas if I'm like stressed out and sad and you know feeling all this stuff like I'm gonna project that onto the people around me as well oh my god a hundred percent I I'm such an empath that other people's moods have Mm. such an effect on me which is something I I am actively working on because I need to you know be very intentional on creating those emotional boundaries because I'm so receptive of other people's emotions I'm like I can feel that you're mad, so I'm also mad. Or I can feel that you're sad and I'm anxious for you. Um, So I do think the projection, you Mm -hmm. know, like, however, whichever way that's going is super important. You know, like, you're putting putting out the energy that you want to receive. So it's, you know, it's like, what do you want? What do you want to feel? You know, make sure you're putting that out. Not saying that, it, you know, you can't ever be angry, you Mm -hmm. can't ever be sad, but, you know, being intentional about the energy that you're putting out into the universe it, it means something, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Um, but, oh, my God, I think that... Well, okay, what you said earlier, too, was, um, you know, when you are, like, living in that space, like, those are the people you, like, attract oh, yeah. to, to you. So, mm-hmm. like, when you are sort of living in that, like, higher, like, lighter space, you start bringing people into your life and, like, attracting people, and they start gravitating towards you because they're like, ooh, this person's energy is so good. Like, I have such good conversations with this person, like you and me. It's, like, those more of those people just start to come into your life, and it feels like so many things are aligning, and, you know, alignment, I feel like, is so important. Like, when things are just aligning in your life, like, you know that, that you're on the right path, and you're headed in the right direction, at least for me. So, that, I feel like, is super important, like, sort of bringing people into your life and into your space that are on the same path as you you know yeah I think that you know you when you're in that space of gratitude and feeling light and caring and loving Mm -hmm. and you know you're when you're there you are attracting that into your life in every form, you know, mm-hmm. whether that be a small interaction at the grocery store with a cashier just smiles at you and you're like, mm-hmm. I just made your day or mm-hmm. I just made you laugh mm-hmm. or you just made my day. Um, but also, you know, putting that out into the universe and then, yeah, really attracting those people in your life. That's mm-hmm. so massive. I mean, I think that my friend group now, like my base is very supportive and loving and I felt I didn't, I don't want to say I felt alone before because I didn't, because I still, I I had great friends in my life, but I was less receptive to everyone Mm -hmm. because in that moment I was literally just, I had tunnel vision, you know, I had tunnel vision and being in that fight or flight, you really can't care for yourself. So I think that, I think that by putting out energy, doing the work and, you know, receiving that into your life you're not only helping 
you know, just like the world, but you're really doing a lot of self-care in that moment. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think that's so beautiful too. Mm, Yeah, I love that. There's just something to be said about when you are living in this space of like taking care of yourself, like doing what you feel like feels right, having those people in your life that you connect with and can be vulnerable with and like build strong relationships with. And also just like giving, finding ways to like give back to like people around you. And it can be as little as like, you know, making plans with somebody and like showing up. Like literally giving a call and mm -hmm. giving five minutes of your day to someone to let them, to just let them talk Mm -hmm. or to, you know, for you Mm -hmm. to listen or for you guys to have like a gentle exchange. I think that maybe for our listeners, we can give a few like tangible, um, you know, I don't know, pieces of quote unquote advice, but not really advice of just, you know, how to, I don't even know what I'm attempting to say, but maybe kind of like (laughs) are on my Satan wavelength. But I think that, I think that resolutions can be so big and so scary. And I think that moving forward, it's helpful to kind of bring, you know, break things down into like little actions. Mm -hmm. So it's like three actions that I took today to help be consistent was I went on a like, you know, a 25 minute walk with my dog in the morning, even though it was snowy and I was slipping Mm. inside and everywhere. (laughs) I, I have decided I am going to walk or like jog at least one mile a day Mm -hmm. because I like that and it makes me happy. So I did that. And then I had a nourishing breakfast. So those were three things to kind of like help my larger goal of, well, I uh, I don't know if it's a goal or whatever it is, consistency. Mm -hmm. But those were three little actions that I took today to, you know, to just Mm -hmm. kind of make me feel lighter. And I do. I feel great. Mm -hmm. So I guess what are maybe two or three things that you decided to do today? Uh, Well, this morning I went to Orange Theory, which is a big personality trait. Yes. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I went to Orange Theory with my favorite coach, and I always make a point to try to talk to her afterwards, so we always have good conversations, and it just makes me feel really good to, like, talk to her and, you know, tell her what a good job she does and stuff, Um, because I'm so grateful. Like, I'm just, like, you know, being present and just so grateful that, like, these people show up, and they're a huge part of my day, and they work really hard to provide, like, such a good class that makes me feel good. Like, I'm just so grateful for it, you know, which, again, this is, I'm totally getting off off your point, but, again, goes back to perspective, right? Like, I think people can think, well, you know, it's their job. They're supposed to show up, like, but it's just really looking at it as, like, everything in our life we have and like is not to be taken for granted and just like have so much gratitude over like all the little things like my whole like uh living in that basement thing having gratitude for that situation as challenging as it was um so yeah and then I have a little journal I write in a little gratitude journal uh that I write in every day and even if I'm feeling sad like I can always find at least three things I'm grateful for, even if it's like my cat and, (laughs) you know, silly things like that. Um, And then the other thing. Silly things. That's not silly. Okay, my cat's not silly. She's very important. She's like your whole life. She makes my dog's mind. (laughs) All right, sorry. Off topic, but I had to call her out. (laughs) She is very important. I tell her every night before we go to sleep how grateful I am. 
I just am like, thank you so much for being the best little oh support God. animal ever. <laughs> so she does a really, she's, she's really good at her job. So, yeah. so I think, yeah. I think what like my intention was behind saying that was just, you know, there are small little actions that mm-hmm. we can all take every day to feel a tiny bit better, yep. even if we're in the thick of it. Exactly. You know? I remember, like, just, you know, just taking a walk. Mm -hmm. I think that has been my saving grace throughout everything I've been through is getting outside in some capacity, Mm -hmm. whether it's literally zero degrees or, you know, 80 degrees. There's something you can do for, like, five minutes outside. Just seeing daylight, truthfully, Mm -hmm. has brought me so much joy. So I think that there are, like, little tiny actions that we can take every single day to just move in, move in a direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, for me as somebody who loves to be organized, I think sometimes I'll make like a list of little things that I am grateful for. So like when you were just talking, I was thinking like, oh, taking a shower or a bath like yeah. makes me feel really good. So when I do find something, like if you're struggling and like trying to find little things like go back to that list and slowly add to the list as you do things that bring you joy and then when you are having a hard time like and you know can't get off the couch like go back to that list and be like okay what is one thing I can do on here to sort of pull myself out of that so that's super helpful for me same here um Well, thank you everyone for joining us. I think we're wrapping up episode three. This was a really cool conversation. Definitely fun a few places. I didn't know it would go. Um, But that's why I love talking to you. It's so fun. Um, I'm excited, you know, to hear any feedback. Um, So please, you know, reach out to us. We're excited to receive questions, feedback, love, whatever, (laughs) whatever you decide to give us. Um, but this this has been like doing this with you, Sierra, has really been the highlight of my weeks. Mm, you know, being able too. to talk to you and I feel like every conversation we have, we kind of start off with like a main topic and it goes yeah. these really cool places that I didn't know it needed to go, but it was exactly what I needed. Like exactly. this was exactly what I needed today. Mm-hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. And Me for too. you. <laughs> Me too. It's been so much fun and I can't wait to keep doing more. Yeah. So we'll see you next see week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.